Okay, we are in Sefer Tzifania, Parrot Bays, Hiskoshishu Koshu. So <clears throat> we saw in Parrot Aleph, the Navi gives a devastating, <clears throat> terrible doomsday prophecy as to the destruction at the first temple, the exile to Bavel. It's literally no man will be left standing. The entire nation will be wiped out. And so now the question arises, is there nothing that can at least mitigate some of the intensity of, of this prophecy? We know, for example, nothing is going to avert the Golas, the exile. It is a Gezerah, uh, an edict from the days of Menashe. But there's got to be something that just softens the edges of that every person will die, that's the end of the people of Israel. And so what Sifania does is come up and it tells the people what they can do to avert a total disaster. And so, says the Navi, it's koshishu v'koshu. There are different meanings or arguments as to what the verb hiskoshishu means. Some say it means straighten yourself out. Some say improve yourself, gather yourself together, uh, search for blemishes, and then search for each other. In other words, then you do it yourself, and then others do it. And so if there's a difference of opinion as to what exactly hiskoshishu means, there is a virtual unanimity of opinion on what the Navi is saying. As Rashi says, First, improve yourself. First, straighten yourself out. First, gather yourself to do tshuva, and then you preach to others about doing. The Radak says virtually the same thing. His chapsu mumchem, examine your blemishes, the hafshit mumche acherim acharkach, and then go after the blemishes of your fellow man. Um, in other words, shosh atzmacha acharkach shosh acherim, and that's what the Navi is saying. Do tshuva, but first you've got to do the tshuva within yourself before you tell others <coughs> or approach others Billy, to do tshuva. Got a question? So we've had multiple Nevi'im, all making prophecies about exile, uh, all making prophecies about um, some kind of redemption. Is there? I mean, can you look at this? I mean, what's the, why, why is there a need for all the? What's the difference between Yeshayahu, uh, Yecheskel? Because all right. One is 150 years before the Churban, and they say do tshuva. Now it's virtually the next day you can still do tshuva. In other words, the difference being that they're showing you it's never too late for tshuva, and that's the B'nai Israel. They have been, you know, a stubborn-necked people. They do not do it that easily. In fact, the next phrase, um, <coughs> Uh, in other words, you nation 
that one lonely self can mean you have no shame. In other words, you know what's facing you. You know what the Averis you've done, and yet lonely self, you've got no shame over them. All lonely self uh, could mean as well, you don't desire. You have no desire to do tshuva, even on the verge of this destruction. Says the Navi, B'terem ladas chok kamots of our yom. Before the day is coming, it is coming upon you where you are going to be swept away like chaff in the wind. Do this, seize on the tshuva. B'terem lo yovo aleichem charon of Hashem. Before the God's wrath reaches its final stage, before that, before this day of terrible fury of the Kaddish Baruch who comes upon you, seize it to do tshuva. Now, the Navi turns to those who are good. And there were people in there who were good. The problem with those who are good and God-fearing was that because of their humility, they were reluctant to preach or to tell their fellow Jews to straighten out. And so the Navi is directing this to them. Bakshu es Hashem kol anvei you of the humility, you have the humbleness, Asher mishpatav palu, who all your deeds are, are filtered through your anivis. Bakshu tzedek, bakshu anava, seek justice, seek humbleness, Ulai, perhaps, that's the key word here, Tisasu biyom Hashem. You will be hidden on the day of the great anger of Hashem. There is a beautiful Gemara in Chagiga, Daf Dalad Amud Beis, where there is a collection of Amoraim and Tanoim. What sentences in the Torah leads them constantly to cry. They would cry every time they approached this puzzle. I, I, I advise reading it. It's a very long list, and it's fascinating at which sukkim they fasten on. But the one that concerns us, uh, let me read it to you. Rav Ami Kimasi Lahaikra. When Rav Ami would get to this puzzle, Bachi, he wept. And this is our puzzle. Bikshu tzedek, bakshu anava, ulai tistaru biyom afashem. In other words, seek righteousness, humility. Perhaps on this day of the Kaddish Baruch's fury, you will be concealed. Omar Ravami, kulo hai, the ulai. After all this, he's developing the meat of humility, one of the highest things. Maybe you'll be saved, and the thought of how irretrievable this is, the thought of how it's not certain that even this will work, would always induce him to cry. A very beautiful uh, Gemara, which, as I say, I would recommend reading. Daftalad Ahmed Beis in Chagiga. Um... Continues the Navi. Now the Navi turns to the other nations of the world that are going to be punished. Either they're going to be punished along with B'nai Israel, either their punishment will be, in a way, reducing the ultimate punishment of B'nai Israel, but punished they will be for what they have done through history 
to the people of Israel. And we're going to see that the names, usually we start with the Philistines, they are play on words, um, or as you call, paranomasia, where you just take the word, for example, as we saw with Aza, Gaza in, in Philistia. He, Aza, Azuva, will be abandoned. The play on words of Aza and Azuva. Tiev, Ashkelon, Lishmama. Ashkelon will be in desolation. Desolation is the word shakul. Could be desolate. Ashkelon and shakul. Ashdod, the city of Ashdod, another major city of the Philistines. But Saharayim, Yergeshu, will be banished in the daytime. There is Ashdod, a shade, a spirit that does its terrible actions in the middle of the day, and that's what will happen to Ashdod. And the Ekron, the major city of Ekron, Te'oker, will be uprooted. So it's a play on words, each one, but they will suffer. They will pay for their sins, Philistia. Hoi Yosre Hevel Hayom, Goi Krasim. Woe to those who live on the shoreline, the coastline of the Mediterranean, where the Philistines were located. Krasim is another name for one of the Philistine cities. Jabar Hashem Aleichem, or the Kaddish World is you and there, of course, it's obvious. The play on words, Kares, you're all going to die. Aleichem Kenan Eretz Plishtim. You in the land of the Philistines are Havaticha, Mein Yosheh. You will be erased. There will be no one inhabiting there. There will be no one living there. The Hoysochevel Hayom, and that same coastline, Neves Kores, Roim, the Gidrosom. You will be emptied out of there. It will be just a field for it. people will graze their animals and keep their cattle. This is interesting. It will be ultimately for the remnants of Judah that comes out of exile. They will graze on it, which carries with it the inference, the implication that they will acquire that territory, that they will expand. They will gather in the evenings in Ashkelon, will give it to them they will return and they will live there in tranquility in other words you're going to see expanded borders of Judea I have heard of the cherpa uh, that Moab inflicted on you the humiliation, the gidve, the blasphemy of Bnei Amon of Amon, Asher Chafu Es Ami VeYagdilu Al Gulam, that they humiliated my people and that they even took territory. Now, what are we talking about? We know that Moab and Amon really weren't realistic adversaries. They were not at war with Bnei Israel. What they did, the Mephoshim tell us in the Golos Bovel was absolutely uh, immoral, humiliating, and deserving of vengeance. Amon 
by the Moab, for example, would gather at the border, and as Bnei Yisrael went into exile, because they would have to cross through Moab, would jeer at them and say sarcastically, what are you crying about? Why are you so upset? Avraham, your forefather, he came from over that side. That's where he came from. You're just going back to your homeland. Moreover, the implication is they rushed into certain border cities after Bovel exiled them and took them in possession. Amon was worse. Amon, it is said by the Mephorshim, went into the base Hamikdash and took out the Kruvin, those cherubs, and what they would do is parade the Kruven through the streets and say, look, all these years they've been screaming at us about idols worshiping Avodah Zarah. They've got this right in their holy of holies, these idols. Or conversely, there's an even different Gemara that tells us what they did was take the Kruven at the time they were intertwined together and pass it off as, look at these Jews, they got erotic statues right in their thing. So for that humiliation, Amon and Moab will pay. Amon worse, as we're going to see. L'chein chayaninu Hashem tzos elokei Yisrael. Ki Moab kistom tiyeh. Moab will be reduced like city of stone. Uvenei Amon ka'amora. Amon like Amora, the difference being stone, there were at least survivors. Amora was totally destroyed. Amon's sin was worse. They will be reduced to a, a whistling thorn bush, a bush that whistles in the wind, a symbol of desolation. Um, and, of course, uh, a mound of salt. Desolate, never to be revived for the rest of their life. The remnants of my people will take them over, will loot them. And the remnants of my nation will inherit them. Again, a promise of expanded borders. This is in substitution of their arrogance, because they humiliated they blasphemed the nation of the Kaddish Hashem The anger of God is on them. He will weaken all their gods. And instead, they will worship him, the other nations will come to worship God, wherever they are. This could be referring, of course, to Akris Hayomim in the Messianic age. Gamatem Kushim. Kushim, we think it was Ethiopia, and for some reason they had to cross there, some of the Jews, to get to Bovel. Chalechar Bihema. They will suffer uh, at the hands of my sword, the yet your door Safon, and then I will turn to the north. North, we think we're talking here about Asher, Assyria. We could be talking about Bovel itself. By Yabed is Asher, but it says he will erase Assyria. The Yosem is Ninveh, Shomot, Siyar, I will make Ninveh, we remember that's the capital city of Assyria, the city that Yonah saves temporarily because of their tshuva, I will reduce it to wasteland, like desert. Ripsu Besocha Adarim, 
cattle, flocks will crouch there to feed. said, There will be no people there. There will just be like the owl and another kind of um, bird that dwells in solitude. They will rest in their lintels, the doorposts, because the doorposts will be stripped and decayed of its... Um, copper or whatever it is, the song will be heard in the window panes, again, the lintels will be destroyed and denuded of anything, it will just be sheer desolation. And people will say, Ninveh, my gosh, that was the city of great joy and serenity. It was a world capital. That lived in such secure tranquility. Who said in its own heart, out of its sense of security, It's me and that's it. There's nothing after me. I am the center of the earth. How was it in desolation? Mirbats Lachaya becoming just occupied by animals called Oved Oleho Yisrok. Anyone that passes by and remembers the glory of Ninveh will whistle. The whistle is like an astonishment. Yonia Yodo will just throw up its hands because they don't understand what happened to Ninveh. And so that is the Kaddish Baruch Hu promising both a measure of tshuva and a certain measure of redemptive vengeance. Tomorrow, we're going to go back to destruction. Parrot Gimel, 8.45 a.m. You won't want to miss it. Be there. <laughs>